Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. These are the very words that Paul penned in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. And it's always a time that we can rejoice when Christians gather together in the house of God. If you would, turn with me to Luke chapter 17. We're going to read the story of the ten lepers. Luke chapter 17. And we're going to begin reading in verse 11, verses 11 through 19. And it came to pass as he, that being Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorified God. And he fell down on on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Here we have a story of ten men that were plagued with leprosy. And they knew that Jesus had the power to heal and, and, and to cleanse them of that, of that awful disease. They begged him, saying, Have mercy on us. And when Christ gave that command, they went to the priest, as he said, and they were all cleansed. But one, one of those men, when he realized he was cleansed, turned around and he glorified God. He fell down on his face at his feet and gave God thanks. Tonight I want us to think about the blessing of thankfulness and what that means to us as Christians. We, we could ask the average person, What are you thankful for? And most likely we'll hear answers such as, well, I'm thankful for my family, or maybe my friends, or my job, or my health. And these truly are all wonderful things to be thankful for, and they're truly a gift from God. James asked the question in chapter 5, verse 14. He says, What is your life? He said, It is even but a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. All these things that I've just mentioned that we can be thankful for, they all have one thing in common. They all relate to the here and the now in this physical world. By the very nature of who we are, being humans and, and being made of flesh, it's sometimes difficult for us to think about things that are spiritual and eternal. I've always appreciated the men who, when they pray as an opening prayer, they, they pray that God will help us to think upon things that are spiritual and not things of this physical world. With that said, those of us tonight here that are Christians, we made a choice in our life at some point to dedicate our life to Christ. And in that choice, there's a dedication and servitude that we have to constantly strive to live to. And in that dedication and in that, in that servitude, it goes beyond this physical world. It is, it is, it is purely spiritual and purely um, eternal. So what if we ask that same question tonight to those that are Christians? You'll likely hear some of those same answers like family and friends that they're thankful for, but what should our answer be? Let's look into God's Word over the next few minutes and, and look at some examples of what other Christians are thankful for. The first one is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. Paul writing here, he says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Paul said, thank God that you didn't receive this word as it were of men or as it was from Paul even, but as it was the true written, holy and divine word of God. 
those in Thessalonica, when they heard this, they believed it as the word of God. Truly, the, the very book that most of you hold in your laps tonight, it is priceless. <laughs> Paul declared in Romans 1.16 that he is not ashamed of this gospel, for it is the power of God and the salvation. I've always appreciated our Wednesday night Bible studies when Brother Randy teaches us. It's easy to see that every verse fully harmonizes and it rings out truth in every sense of the word. If we believe this word and we truly believe that it is the word of God and not written as of men, where will that lead us? In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3, Paul again writing, he says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Paul says, If we believe this word as it is the word of God, that our faith will increase, and our relationship with Christ will increase as well. Believing that this is the word of God and that not as of men, it will ultimately lead us into a state of obedience. Number two for our lesson tonight is found in Romans chapter 6 and verse 17. Romans chapter 6 and verse 17. It says, But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin. You have obeyed from that heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Paul said, Paul said to be thankful that we, were, that we are no longer the servants of sin, but we are the servants of righteousness now. If we're, if we're first thankful that this word is the written word of God, it will ultimately lead us to obedience in that we will be thankful that we're no longer servants to this world. We know that God's word is truth, John 17, 17, and we also know that if we believe that it is true, that the truth will make us free, John 8, 32. We simply cannot be servants of sin and also be servants of Christ. It's impossible. And when your life is over and my life is over, when all is said and done, it boils down to two choices. We either chose a way of life with Christ or a way of sin with the devil. There's no other way around that. If we believe that this is truly the word of God and we are obedient to what it says and our faith groweth exceedingly, we will ultimately end up in what is no doubt the greatest institution ever established here upon earth and that's the Lord's church, the one body. That gives us our third and final example of thankfulness and it's found in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. It says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you were called in one body, and be ye thankful. And later in verse 17 it says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. This all starts with that very first blessing that we ought to be thankful for, and that's the blessing of this very word right here that we hold. It is the true written word of God, and through it our faith will increase, we will become obedient, and will lead up and will end up in this very church, the one body of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. One of the things that we mentioned, if we asked that person what they're thankful for, one of the very things that, that they would say is their family. And most of us here would agree that it doesn't get much closer than family. But that's what we are here tonight. Every single Christian man in this room is my brother. And every single Christian lady is my sister. We will lead, we will end up in that one body of Christ, Ephesians 4, 4. In 1 Peter 2, 9, we're told of some things where we are, we are described with some things that 
what we are which make up the body of Christ. We're called a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. There is no other institution by where we can be called such things or enjoy such blessings than other in the body of Christ. If we thanked God every single day, every hour of every day, it wouldn't serve it justice. It just would not be enough for the blessings that we have in Him. Tonight the scripture was taken from Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. I'd like to reread that. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Paul is saying here, don't worry. The answer to any kind of worry or anxiety is to be prayerful about it. Be prayerful about every single thing that you have in your life. But there's also a condition here that God gives us that our prayer must be accompanied by thanksgiving. There's never a reason that we cannot pray unto God with thanksgiving. There's always something to be thankful for, no matter how little or how great. At the first of the lesson, I quoted from Philippians 4.4 4 about rejoicing. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Paul wrote these words in prison, and after nearly 30 years of being persecuted, beaten, and stoned, he sat in a prison cell and he said, Rejoice. How many of us could do that tonight? How many of us could say that we, that, that we can rejoice, and again I say rejoice, sitting in prison? Paul knew the very blessings that matter the most are not of this world. They are the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ Jesus. This brings us all the way back to those ten lepers that we started with. Of those ten men, one of those came back and glorified God. It's very easy, just being human, that if we do anything right, whether it be in school or our job, we can get kind of puffed up and proud. Let us never forget where to give the glory. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says that whatsoever you do, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Everything is by Him, for Him, and of Him. Tonight, Brother Trey will offer the invitation as he closes his lesson, but I want us each, each here tonight to think about how grateful we are for the blessings in our life, not just those that are physical, but those, more importantly, that are spiritual. Are you tonight one of those nine, or are you the one that came back and, and gave glory to God? I want to close this lesson by reading a chapter out of the book of Psalms. It's going to be from Psalms chapter 100. And pay close attention as I read on verse number 4. Psalms 100, and this will be the close of the lesson. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. In verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. At this time, we'll have a song, and Brother Trail will offer his lesson and then the invitation. <clears throat>